Hello and welcome to the This Week in Japan news. And I'm not doing that voice because things have been <laughs> happening in Japan, Thomas. Welcome to Geeks and Gaijins. I'm the Gaijin John. I'm the Geek Tom. Welcome to an experiment. The great experiment of socialism. No, uh, the experiment of slightly changing the name of this podcast's title. <laughs> we hope you like it. it. It might actually be informative for once. <laughs> yeah. Because we realized we now just talk about This Week in Japan. We should probably call it This Week in Japan. Yup. It's a radical new idea. No one's ever done it before. It's just so original. So hopefully more Japanese history for Gaijins and this. And the Geeks and Gaijins banner. Coming soon. To a podcast thing near you. And if you do like our stuff, I'm going to remember to shout out here. Please review our things and subscribe. <laughs> Tell your friends about us. And when you lose those friends, make new friends and tell them about us as well. We respond very well to positive feedback. We don't respond well at all to negative feedback, but we'd appreciate it all the same. Yay, negative feedback! Woo! <laughs> you suck. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> We're reaching them. <laughs> now they know. <laughs> but I feel like, Thomas, we should approach the Arbe-sized elephant in the room. And what is exactly the Arbe-sized elephant in the room? I've been ignoring it. Abe, for those who don't know, or Shinzo Abe, uh, to no one, because it's a bit strange if someone went around calling you by both your first and last name all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Jim Smith. I was like, why do you keep on saying, ah, oh, this is my good friend, Jim Smith. Do, do, you, do you know many other Jims? What is this? But no, uh, the Prime Minister of Japan has resigned, or has announced that he is intending to resign. It's very confusing. When has he officially said he's going to resign? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I feel like that's important. It's kind of like effective immediately, but also no one particularly likes the deputy, so everyone's just kind of forgetting that the deputy's kind of there. He's both resigned and not quite resigned yet, is the idea. He is Schrodinger's prime minister. Oh, dear. So... Why has he decided to step down now of all times? Well, that's an interesting question because this is Shinzo Abe. He's been prime minister for the last eight, well, almost eight years. He became prime minister in 2012. And before that, he was prime minister for a year in 2007 to 2008. And he is, as of three days before his resignation, he became the longest serving prime minister in all of Japan's history. Okay, I was going to ask if that's an unusually long time for a prime minister to be in power. Yes, and it is not a coincidence that he resigned literally five days after getting the record. <laughs> oh, I see his game. <laughs> yeah, well, he technically was already the longest serving prime minister in Japanese history, but that's if you counted his year before he mm. resigned and mm. and then added that together with his current tenure. So this is the second time he's resigned from being Prime Minister. Yes, and it seems to be for the same reason, health reasons. He has ulcerative colitis, which is not a nice disease. No. It, it, it's not, like, curable as well, so it can only be treated, and if it gets worse, kind of hard to deal with. He has announced he's going to resign after really not being seen for the last 50 days in public. Oh... So if you have been listening to the last few episodes, this is kind of why he wasn't in public. He was hiding behind a brick wall. It's like in any Battle Royale game where you're just waiting for everything else to like kill each other. <laughs> you're like, oh, my days are going up. 
well, adds a new new meaning to the expression shelter in place, I guess. To all the Japanese people I've talked about this, as this happened like midday on Friday, I've heard a resounding eh. Was this a very well-known secret that he was probably going to resign soon? Well, it was big rumours because he was like talking to and going to lots of doctor's visits, like very long doctor's visits, and he hadn't been mm. seen in 50 days. So it's not particularly surprising, though it did become known about three hours before he had the actual conference announcing it. Dang, news travels fast in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> We're three hours ahead of actually anything happening. <laughs> that was a little strange. Japanese people are quite apathetic towards politics because the main party in power, the LDP, have been out of power twice in the last 70 years. Oh, no. Yeah, so it's kind of like, eh, I don't have a say in this. Can't be helped. Japan is not getting a new general election, not until next year, when one is scheduled to happen. I thought I'd do some digging into how I become Japanese Prime Minister. <laughs> if Shinzo Abe can do it, so can I. Yep. There might be a small language barrier, but yeah. I mean, the Japanese public obviously aren't going to be too fussy. To be the Prime Minister of Japan, you have to be president of the largest party in Parliament. I'm going to use normal mm. terms because if I try and use the weird English translations of Japanese terms, uh, mm. I'm I'm going to fall apart and get lost. We're going to be here all day, aren't we? Exactly. Parliament has many seats. If there is a party, you need to be head of the party that has the most seats in Parliament. Yay, then you're Prime Minister. Woo. Which is usually just that one party. Which party is it again? The LDP, the Liberal Democratic Party which is also in a kind of coalition, but not really with another kind of, like, mid-right party. Now, now you're getting complicated, John. I, I'm tuning out of this. Let's get back to the important things. How do you become prime minister from there? Well, there are two ways. Basically, it becomes not how do you become prime minister, it's how do you become head of the party. Uh, yes. So first of all, I would have had to have joined the party and probably be a cabinet member in the Japanese government, which last time I checked, I wasn't. Aww. Checking again? Nope, still not. I'm waiting for the phone call. <laughs> my letter is in the mail. My fax is in the fax machine. It's stuck in there. In a usual setup, this presidency, which is a separate election, you can usually hold it, I think, for either one, two or three years. Wikipedia is very confused by this. <laughs> and so there are two ways you win this election one it comes to an end normally someone having not resigned and then there is a big old vote all the party members in japan which is probably about a million people so in japan has a population of about 140 million so about a million people vote for their preferred candidate people who pay to be part of the party equivalent to half and the other half is all the people who are actually elected people in the party mm. basically all your members of parliament members council etc etc however mm. because this is emergency times it feels like they're probably going to do the other thing the other thing indeed the other thing which is why all japanese people are like eh, eh. because the next prime minister of japan will be elected by a whole 535 people. Ugh. Okay. Cool. Who are these 535 people? They are all the members of the parliament. As you'd expect. That belong to that party. 
and three representatives from each of Japan's 47 prefectures. That's it. Right. Okay. And how many candidates are there to choose from? At the moment, I think there's about four or five in the ring. I didn't go into the voting Ooh. procedure because that That's would fine. make me chew my eyes out. But it's not likely to be the current deputy. No, because he said he won't do it. And also the, the current deputy is a man by the name of Aso Taro or Taro Aso. He was prime minister before. And oh. he was the prime minister who followed Abe after he resigned. And he is also one of the only two leaders in the party's entire history to lose an election. So he's not done a very good job is what I'm hearing. Yeah, so he's not he's not doing it, and everyone kind of is like, why is he still here? Yeah, that was my question is, wait, why is he deputy again if he messed up that badly? <laughs> the deputies implied that we're never going to actually need them or use them. Fair enough. They did not foresee this situation. The main favourite to be the successor to Shinzo Abe is a 71-year-old. Wait, how old is Shinzo Abe? He is currently 64, I think. Uh, okay. It's, it's not as big a leap as I thought it was, but that's an old guy. That's an, that's an old man. Shinzo Abe is currently, he is 65. However, when Shinzo Abe first became prime minister, he was 52. Mm. Which made him the youngest post-war Japanese prime minister. <laughs> God's sake. And the first prime minister to have been born after World War Two. Wow, that's that's a fact I have to wrap my head around now. Thanks for that. That was two thousand seven, but still. But well, I don't. Is this this new guy's not going to be part of a wait? Uh, this requires me to do maths. I'm not in the mood to do maths. Tell me if the other guy's been born after World War Two, John. Uh yes, he was. He was born a whole three years after. Oh, good. <laughs> born in nineteen. 19- 48. Oh, well, he's a, sprite, he's a sprightly young gentleman. Political dynasties are a huge thing in Japan, and so it's always like, oh, their father's been like the minister for state, their father's been this. But basically, it's now lots of political infighting in a big party because it's such a big party that there are so many different areas within it. The youngest current, like, person that people are interested in is a 37 year old who i think his father was prime minister and possibly also his grandfather yeah is he qualified for the position or is this just further nepotism he polls well because he's young (laughs) yes and he's attractive that does help yes but no it's probably going to be the 71 year old yoshihide suga Though, don't come to me for Japanese political advice, because I will fail. Putting all my money on the 71-year-old. Let's go. Do this. John said so. Yeah, and that's where I'm going to leave Jinzo Abe uh, with his resignation of 65 years old. They did announce on the same day that they're probably going to finally let foreign nationals back into Japan who have a work visa or permanent residency who have not been allowed to come back to Japan since March. That's pretty good for them. Does that mean you can leave as well? Um, That's a different issue. Okay. Yes. They finally might be able to let the people who have wife and kids, who are Japanese nationals, to come back to the country. Good job, Japan. (laughs) 
I guess we're wishing Shinzo Abe the best of luck in his treatment. Indeed. I hope I hope he's doing okay. I do. I We make lots of fun. He's had the job for longer than anyone, and he's been trying his little cotton socks off. Maybe now that he's retired, he can pursue his true passion, which is apparently hunting down John. Yeah, he lives in, like, about only about two prefectures away. Like, I'm not lying. <laughs> He's coming for you. Another thing that makes this slightly more weird, like out of context for Japanese people, is that before Shinzo Abe had this eight-year term, the average prime minister stayed in the job for about a year. That's not a good turnover, Ray. It's once again, it's because the party is so big, there is so much political infighting. That doesn't sound like the sort of party you want running the country, then. Yeah, but it's the only one we've got. Oh, Fun. <laughs> there are other ones, but that is for another time to not make me depressed. So now, speaking of a bunch of monkeys in Parliament, let's speak about a bunch of monkeys in Fukui Prefecture. Segways! <laughs> Talking about hunting things down that shouldn't be there. Because, Thomas, do you like monkeys? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm fond of the concept of monkeys. I don't think I've ever been friendly with one myself, though. Well, do you know who hates Japanese monkeys? Japanese grandmothers. <laughs> really? What, what have they ever done to them? Apparently come and eat their crops. Mm, that will do it. You don't want to cross a granny's crops. That's not going to do you any favours. Yes, yeah, so this is in rural Hikarashi town. This is three elderly women, um, Masako Ishimura, Tatsuko Kinoshita, and Miyuki Ie, who are 74, 68, and 67 respectively, have started a group... Known as Monkey Busters. Something strange in your neighborhood. Yes, this including adorable photos of them with air guns. Fantastic. Oh, I mean, they've nailed the marketing for this little group they've got there already. I'm, I'm blown away. I'm very impressed. Yep, this is essentially three Japanese grandmothers with airsoft guns hunting down monkeys. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yep, apparently they've been damaging their onion, eggplant, soybean and potato crops. Well, if they've come for the potatoes, they have to be stopped. They are a menace to the society. Yeah, so what happens is basically if one is sighted, then monkey busters get a call, no matter time, no matter place. <laughs> and rush over to the scene with their, I will say, their airsoft guns. They're not actual guns. So, and they first fire warning shots in directions of the monkeys. And they often are backed up by locals who use firecrackers. Oh no, they have an armed militia. So, apparently, there was originally a group of about 20 monkeys that were there, like, being being nasty, that needed these crack squads to hunt them down however i am now reliably informed that they've disbanded into smaller groups of four or five so that they can now strike at different places at once no. <laughs> oh no they're they're learning yeah, oh my that... god what has changed pretty much welcome to the beginning <laughs> Of the War of the Planet of the Apes, <laughs> Japan, <laughs> Japan edition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Welcome to Japan and its wildlife. It gets weird. Mostly my <laughs> prefecture, we don't have monkeys. I'm in Todori Prefecture, the least populated prefecture in all of Japan. Dun, 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 dun. That, that is a one thing we're proud of. But yeah, it's we don't really have- It's a brag to me. I, I, yeah, I, we... would, I would move to there. <laughs> and if you take us one over, then we throw you out. That's how we maintain it. <laughs> It's a very exclusive club. We only really get wild boars, which once again is kind of terrifying because wild boars are angry peeps, especially when they've got like swine, swinelets, cublets. What do you call them? <laughs> what do you call baby piglets? Especially when they got piglets. Little piggies. Yeah, when they're not the Winnie the Pooh ones, they get, they get angry. I get like big alerts to my local homepage and to my email address saying, there is a wild boar in the area. Please do not approach it. <laughs> Have you successfully avoided all your wild boars? Have you ever had a wild boar encounter whilst you're there? No, I, so far I've avoided the wild boars due to the fact I live like right in the center of town. That is good. When you get to the more mountainous regions, there are bears. And also in my prefecture, there might be some bears, possibly. I want to go out west, boy. They're, that's bear country. Yeah, pretty much. But I live near the sea, and the only bears I see are when they go down for a picnic. Sea bears. <laughs> Most threatening kind of bears. Well, we'll just have to hire the monkey busters and see if we can get them some bigger artillery. <laughs> <laughs> yes, once we move up to air bazookas, then, then we're ready. Oh, dear, oh dear, oh dear. But no, do look this up. They are called monkey busters and the pictures are adorable <laughs> the cutest little pest control experts i mean i'd watch that ghibli movie <laughs> my neighbor totoro the bloodier sequel <laughs> but now when we watch that r-rated sequel <laughs> to my neighbor totoro we are going to need some snacks which means it's time mm. for Snack break! I got crackers, Gromit. Forgot the cheese. This is Japan. The cheese was forgotten a long time ago. <laughs> Fun unrelated thing that I didn't even talk to Thomas about before this. There's currently trade deal negotiations between the UK and Japan. They're currently on hold due to disputes about cheese. <laughs> this is everything else is fine apart from apparently cheese tariffs. That does sound like the sort of thing we'd get in an argument about. Regardless of the fact that, you know, both countries desperately rely on imports in a, and in a scenario where everything is shut down right now, uh, cheese is more important. So, yeah, that makes sense to me. That is exactly what would happen. Well, this week, you can look these up on the Instagram, The Guardian John, because I've actually made a funny picture for these at once, and I'll be uploading hey. all the old pictures. These are called Sembe. 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 Which is just a kind of Japanese, very vague term for like cracker. So you can have sweet senbe, you can have soy sauce senbe, you can have puffed senbe. Like it can be made with rice, it can be made with flour and sugar. It's it's literally anything they want to call senbe. Nice. But one of the most popular kinds of senbe, which you will, you'll find in lots of like attractions and stuff as like tourist things to sell, are generally these kind of like flat little crackers. And they'll sometimes have like peanuts and stuff in or local chestnuts or nuts like pressed into them however they usually have a third option and i've gone for the third option which is edamame senbei so sweet crackers 
with peas in them. Peas, you say? Indeed. P-E-A-S. Peas. You know what? Sounds all right. I'm intrigued. Sweet pea crackers. Well, edamame, aka they're the the soybeans that you usually eat out of their husks. But yeah, Uh... so these are... Generally, you're meant to have them with tea. But as I'm a British man, I am 80% tea at all times. So I can eat them just like this. But yeah, so they're just kind of like a thin cracker with about two or three just like squashed peas in them. The peanut ones are more popular. And if you've, you're feeling less adventurous, I go for those. But they make a great souvenir uh, to give back home because they last for ages. Because <laughs> it's literally sugar. But yeah, here we go. Itadakimasu. These are not the most top tier senbei ever, because I bought them and I'm cheap. <laughs> but they are good because it's kind of a sweet cracker and you get kind of like some starchy flavor from the um, peas. The other version you can also get is corn. And at the moment, it's very popular to have sweet things with corn. Make sweet corn joke here. I don't know. These aren't as crunchy as they should be, but they usually have a good crunch. They feel like they would be very good for dunking. You are supposed to have them with tea. I mean, exactly. But I definitely recommend all kinds of senbei if you come to Japan. But definitely, like, these sweet ones. They're very, like, Japan's <laughs> first sweet thing. Because especially Japan is kind of, it's kind of as we've established on this podcast, kind of bad with dessert stuff. Oh, Hashtag dear. just saying. <laughs> Hashtag ignore what I'm saying. You said there's peanut, pea, and Sweet corn flavours, right? They're not like different flavours. The cracker is totally the same. It's just whatever Mm. dried thing is squished into them. Okay, they just crush a different vegetable or nut into it. Pretty much. I imagine you could get some pretty exotic flavours into that then if it's such a simple recipe. Probably this is the thing with senbei. It's like like having one biscuit. There are 60 gazillion different types of biscuit, so... That's fair. But this is very traditional, and you'll find it almost anywhere they sell souvenirs in Japan, so I definitely recommend. If not, just look for Japanese cracker. You'll come up with stuff. Or also me! (laughs) I don't think you could quite claim to be Japanese just yet, but, I mean, I don't know how your citizenship application is going along, so maybe. Non-existent, because they won't let me. Welcome to they Japan. Probably you. Unless you marry... <laughs> no, seriously, that... Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Moving on! Another topic for another day. What do we have for the end of the show, John? It is that time of year, Thomas! It is certainly a time of year, yes. I don't exactly know what you're referring to. Well, it's the most wonderful early time of the year. Yes, early September, because it's time... For cultural festivals! It's everyone's favourite arc in that anime you watched once. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm I'm sure a lot of people who are familiar with anime are familiar with the cultural festival concept, but for people who uh, just want to know about Japan itself and not the weird fictional worlds that we spring from it, what exactly does a cultural festival entail, John? So... I've been here a year now, and I teach in a Japanese high school, so I've, I am coming up to experience my second 
Canem's second cultural festival. And this is something that is very uniquely kind of Japanese, or especially East Asian in tone, because the thing with them is essentially lessons kind of stop, or you have about half lessons for weeks after coming back from summer holiday. And every group in the school, mostly the different classes, they'll work on kind of like a class stall or a thing. And the clubs will work on a different thing, selling stuff to raise money for charity or putting on fun things like a ghost house, all to try and like win awards and things and show off the school and show off their own effort and stuff. Usually you're things like the manga club selling stickers and also big performances from like the dance club, from the school band, from every different group generally it is different compared to like depending on which school you are so say if you're in a technical high school uh, you'll do more technical things in it maybe you'll have a competitive building competition i don't know <laughs> what do what do engineers do i don't Who know nice mm -hmm. study history but <laughs> so my school more like creative slash social sciences can concerned one so there's lots of like the dance clubs very big there's lots of little food stalls there's lots of like they'll basically lots of the classes this year are turning their rooms into like instagram like photo spots because they know their oh. audience because all the Fair other enough. students can vote for which they think is the best one Mm. I think you remember. I remember you sending me some photos from last year's where there's a lot of really good art around the school as well. Oh yeah, that's that's just my school. My school's an arty school. They love their art. <laughs> oh, they love their art. They're very good at it as well. I'm very envious. Usually, it's over one or two days, depending on the school, depending how big it is. And also, sadly for everyone, including you, Thomas, usually if you're not part of like the school community you can't really go this is not open to the public as it were well as kind ah. of good because that'd be kind of creepy <laughs> i'm assuming uh parents and stuff are invited though family yes so essentially parents ex-school alumni ex-teachers ah. teachers families extended relatives friends that kind of thing all okay so but it's generally you're not going to turn up on the day and go, hello, I want to come in. And you go, what is this? Yeah. You have to know someone on the inside. Exactly. It's an exclusive event. <laughs> Just tell them they know me, but don't come to Japan. Go somewhere else. Don't turn up at my school. That's freaky. Hello. Yes, I know this one white guy at your school. That means I'm allowed in, right? <laughs> I mean, yes, you're both white. Obviously, I have to let you in now. <laughs> you must know each other. This prefecture has 200,000 people. To be honest, the, the odds of two white people knowing each other? It's, it's pretty on it. <laughs> Actually, if I work out the maths, about 1% of Japan's population is of some foreign descent. And that's including Chinese and also Southeast Asian. So if you take 1% of 200,000, that's 2,000. And so even half of that, I'm like, there's a very good like chance that I've actually... <laughs> That I actually know any white person. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? It's Japan, innit? <laughs> but no, that is the wonderful world of cultural festivals, also known in Japanese as Bunkasai, which is a great name. Oh, or they're just called Gakusai, which is... It, 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 
just means school festival. Bunkasai means specifically cultural festival because you have like sports days and other stuff, which are different days. Though I will say these are different for every single school. Junior high schools and elementary schools do sometimes do the same kind of thing. Uh, but then again, it depends, because guess what? It's Japan. There's 140 million people live here. It's a lot of schools. <laughs> and they don't all do things the same way. Shocked. I'm shocked. I am shocked, because that means that not all schools have me dressing up in drag for the school play. <laughs> I think they're all lesser for it, quite frankly. I think you've exactly. got the best school in, in the country there, just for that fact alone. My school specifically does a staff play every year, and a part that is key to Japanese comedy is men dressing up very badly as women. Yeah, that, not it's not just their technology that's like several decades behind, apparently. It says men of the country that reliably go to watch pantomimes every year. And I hashtag love pantomimes. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Though I have, my character has the wonderful name of John Co. <laughs> Co being a very common uh, suffix on a Japanese name to indicate that it's a girl. And there is a very popular Japanese girl's name called Junko. So Junko is... Yes. It's a pun. It's a Japanese pun. It's You've a been Japanese, in Japanese pun. pun. I love it to my great. name. It's, it's amazing. And, I will... and also my school has like a karaoke song battle between its teachers and the kids hey, as well. What? Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> I'm singing Garenge. Of course you are. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, I, apparently everyone's going to be singing Garenge because it's still top of the charts. So. Etc, <laughs> etc. That song's high. But yeah, that is a wonderful <laughs> world of cultural festivals. Generally, they're really... If you ever get a chance to experience one in Japan, definitely go for it. But also, like, it's just it's just a fun festival. And many of the, like, the big summer festivals in Japan are very similar. You'll have local communities doing, like, big events. This is just kind of like a smaller version. You're not missing out much by not going to every high school cultural festival. Just... Just go to the normal festivals. <laughs> There's one thing Japan knows how to do. It's a festival. I mean, I'm, I'm impressed. Apparently, the, the Japanese love to party. Who knew? Yeah. But in a very rigorous and organized way. <laughs> Why is nobody having fun? I specifically requested that everyone <laughs> would have fun. which might be required because my part of the prefecture currently was the hottest place in all of Japan on Tuesday. <laughs> it got to 38.2 degrees Celsius. That is too much for an Englishman. With humidity of like 65 to 70%. Still far too much for an Englishman. Uh, it, it, it's horrendous. I'm trying to what that is in Fahrenheit. <laughs> I know, it's like six that, million, like, that candles is just, to the wicket. That is just over 100 Fahrenheit. It's a nice round number. Well, apparently, according to this, it's 100.76, but I, got, I rounded down because numbers. Fair enough. And on numbers, I think it's time to end the show. Oh, it's a slightly shorter episode, so you don't have to listen to us go on for so much. If you like this new format, 
all this new kind of formality thing, please tell us on Facebook and Twitter and other things that we have. Instagram. We are Geeks and Gaijins, G and G Gaijins, and general search Geeks and Gaijins or John and Tom. That kind of thing. You'll find well, us. You'll, you'll probably find a lot of things that have John and Tom in the title. They're not particularly rare names. But I mean, they're there to help guide you. Yeah. But mostly yeah, there'll be some there'll be some links in the description as well. Uh, Facebook and Twitter links definitely. Exactly. If and you Google us, you get to our podcast, you get to our Podbean, you get to the YouTube channel, uh, you eventually get to the Facebook page, and the Twitter is not there. Sorry, Thomas. That's fine. The, twi the Twitter's not worth going on at the moment. We're working it, on it. It is. I love our Twitter, because it's just Thomas doing it all. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You, I would re actually recommend going on the Facebook instead, because whilst... It's John doing it. You do get to see pictures of John and his food, which is vastly superior to anything I've put on the Twitter. So go there if you want to keep up with what we're doing. Our Twitter is at GGuidians. It's the best part of the whole Twitter is the handle. It really is. And also we stream on Twitch every mm and mm. <laughs> Twice a week, hopefully. Twice a week. There we go. <laughs> yes, we are currently streaming Danganronpa V3 because I'm trying to convince Thomas it's still good because it is. Well, try to convince me that some of the characters I like are bad, and I shouldn't like them. <laughs> I'm getting very mixed messages from John all the time. It's hard to tell. Or if you have a more traditional mindset, you can email us at geeksandguardians at gmail.com. And yeah, that's, that's about it. Please review us. Tell your friends. Tell your boss. Tell your dog. I would love to follow you on social media dogs listening to podcasts. I, yeah. I would aim for that niche in the market. I feel it's mostly untapped. <laughs> and on that note, bye everyone. Ta-ra. Hopefully see you next week. Stay strong. <laughs>